wait. Episode 155. The Ultimate Deck Podcast. Need a show about outdoor living? This is where it's at. With your host, Shane Chapman and Wade Lorette. Thank you for tuning in. Now let the show begin. Yeah, the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Let's go. The only good thing about you being here is that it makes the intro accurate again. Uh, That's the only good that. thing. <laughs> show up just often enough to keep my name on the intro. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Every time we start talking, we're like, we should really redo that intro. Wade shows up. Yeah, and then somehow. we have to keep it. Yeah. Welcome yeah. back yeah. to we'll the Ultimate Deck one. Podcast. Wade Laurent. It's good to be back. Bryce Wolanyak. Shane Chapman. Much less of a break this time for me. Between episodes that yeah, you've been on, like yeah. Was, only was it two three weeks ago? Three episodes? Yeah, too long ago you were here. Yeah. How was the drive down today? Down boring. The today. What, what highway is that? Eleven. Yeah, right. Highway eleven. We're joining Saskatoon. One of the most famous. Is you it? know what? Typically, like, <laughs> typically that drive isn't too bad, but today it was just like I don't know why. Did you stop in Davis? Because you had extra no. pressure. Because I told you you weren't going to make it here for eleven thirty, and you're like, "Yep, I will." So you, that's why you didn't like should the drive just today. Because you knew from the time you left that you were not going to win that bet. Yep. I should have just came straight here. But you, you didn't. I didn't want to leave my dog outside in the, like, if we were in Saskatoon, he would have just been fine because he roams in the, like, in the yard, in the back. Right, yeah. But here you guys keep your gates open, so we can't do that. Yeah, we don't have dogs here. <laughs> <laughs> the gates can be open. Yeah. That'd be uh, a good deterrent, though. He's awesome. He, like, Get some dogs. people right? pull up and he needs barks security? Like crazy. He goes, cra- he goes bananas when people show up. At the, the only people that break our gates is our own people. No, no. <laughs> we have dogs to keep our own oh. people from running over our shit. I don't even know how that happened last time. I don't know. The gate was open and he ran into it. That's <laughs> like you have to be trying to hit a gate that's open with a vehicle. Comes back to the old the beaver tail hasn't been cut off that truck. And so yeah, that beaver tail's cost us a few t- times. <laughs> Should have uh, just cut it off. Probably up to about three, four grand worth of damage <laughs> you based on the beaver tail alone. Over yeah. like over tow trucks trying to get it out of a ditch because you hang it up with the beaver tail oh, or yeah. back, excuse me, back into gates or what have you. It's a been, house. Uh, they hit a house. Hit a house. Oh yeah, yeah they hit yeah, a house. Yeah. That was good too. That was this year. Nope. No. Mm, no. A couple years <laughs> Unless ago. Unless they hit a house again. I'm no, sure they, they hit a house this year. Did they? Yeah. No. Oh, you're right. Right. <laughs> they hit a house. This year. Yeah. They scraped Dan Banesh's house. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Son of a- Okay, it's time. We'll, we'll cut the beaver tail off this winter. Uh, it's I done. Cut it for. off with a hacksaw. Like I could spend all winter cutting it off. Next person that hits something with it has to cut it off with yeah, a hacksaw. Right then and there. We'll put a hacksaw in the cab of the truck. And it's like if you hit something, you immediately stop. Spend the rest of your day cutting that off. Chop this off. <laughs> okay, well, Bryce. Westrom. Is crashes. That's a cost of doing business. On your annual budget, Westrom, what percentage do you allow for crash recovery? <laughs> <laughs> we haven't built that into line. our budget. <laughs> right. And uh, 1.5% for vehicular crashes. <laughs> Bryce, what do you got for us today? Halloween. That's what I got. <laughs> Voyeurism. <clears throat> now you know. Uh, it is a Halloween episode because this will post on... October 30th. October 30th. The day before. Hallow's Eve. All Hallow's Eve. So, you guys, are you dressing up? Uh, Maybe. No. Yes. I don't think I will. If you were to dress up, what would you dress up as? Uh... My real answer would be Ricky Vaughn because I still have my ball <laughs> uniform in my truck. It'd be the easiest thing to put together on short notice. That's right. 
Dracula because I have that costume. Still? Always. How old is that? Mm, I think I got it in university. Oh, there you go. Still fits. <laughs> I went and found a list of the... <laughs> Hold on before you get started. <laughs> Master of Dex, they can't even hear the thing we just played. Oh, yeah. It says voyeurism. <laughs> now you know. He says we have to get one that says, you're going to get some tow truck quotes Nobody's going to touch my price. <laughs> That's a good we one. have that one. We do, yeah. Kind of. Okay, sorry. Continue with your uselessness. Okay, my uselessness today is the worst sexy costumes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So it's a top five list, and I've compiled a bunch of them. But uh, number five is sexy vegetables. Who wants to be a sexy vegetable? <laughs> That reminds me of Daddy Daddy's Day Daddy Daycare. Remember that movie? Yeah, where they're trying to sell veggios and they bring in the mascots and they're dressed up as a broccoli and a carrot. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> they're sexy carrot costumes. They're sexy corn costumes. Huh? Would you want a sexy sexy piece chunk of, of corn corn coming at you? Yeah. <laughs> Depends what kind of sexy time you're into, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, no. And sexy that, mushroom says Carly. Yeah, sexy mushroom. That yeah. also goes along with sexy food costumes that are always out there like bananas and hamburgers and pizzas i don't not bananas pizza and hamburgers i don't know that i've seen i don't know that i've seen sexy food costumes like sexy animals yeah like yeah these girls are gonna put bunny ears on like i'm a a bunny (laughs) yeah those are lame in lingerie i'm a deer in lingerie like it's just like they put on whatever headband and then wear Mm -hmm. nothing yeah so how do you make a carrot Sexy. You basically just put a picture of a carrot on a tight dress. <laughs> They're not even trying anymore. They're not even trying. <laughs> okay. But these last three are is, by far the worst. Okay. Go ahead. Is this going to show up in your browser history, this stuff? <laughs> yes, this will. Okay. <laughs> so feel free. Sexy costumes. <laughs> yeah, back, 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 carrot back. cleavage. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, number three is anybody from the McDonald's like mascot. Oh line. yeah. Oh, so yeah. there's, That's, there's a sexy hamburglar. Well, they don't have to be sexy. Yeah, no, these are all sexy. All ones. sexy. Oh this man. All the worst sexy costumes. Sexy grimace. Sexy grimace <laughs> and a sexy Ronald. You can actually buy these costumes. Sexy Ronald. That's creepy. Yeah. It's weird. Some Ronald's weird, already pretty sexy. Some weird stuff. Yeah. That's, that shit's getting a little weird there for sure. Okay. And continuing on with that, number two of the worst sexy costumes are children's TV show characters yeah. like Ernie, Bert, yeah. Barney, and Caillou. Yeah. That is weird. Like now you're now you're, you're getting into you're some crossing a line. Little right? pe- pedo play mm-hmm. going right, on. That's there a now. little weird. That's a little weird. Yep. And the worst sexy costume I found. Sexy Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah. Sexy Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yes. They actually like Hulkamania. Have, they yeah. like Bald top head, just bald blonde top, hair, out. yeah. Mustache, handlebars, rip the shirt. And is this like we're talking about? Like you can buy all females dressing up as sexy yes. Hulk Hogan. Good yes. for them, not males. Yeah. I don't know that I could stop myself. <laughs> wow, look at her. <laughs> That's okay. the uselessness today. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, a couple comments here. The yeah. uh, Carly yeah. says that the. <laughs> The large mushroom costume looks like a giant's penis. I could see that. Haney Construction says, a whipped cream only costume on a hot chick. What's less sexy than that? I don't know. I feel like we should get away from this. Yeah, let's get away from this now. So what are you dressing up as? Hold on. Are you? No. First of all? No, I'm not. I'm not a Halloween guy. 
The last time you dressed up for Halloween, what did you dress up as? What did I? I so this is funny. Last time I dressed up, I ironically dressed up as a sexy cop. <laughs> <laughs> like, I went, how did got, you I went and got a lady sexy cop costume. You were just as a lady sexy cop? Yes. For so it was a Halloween party. I lost a bet. What's the backstory? Like, how did you decide? Like, I'm gonna be a sexy cop, a but like, I lost a bet. Female one. Because well, it's not funny if you're like I couldn't pull off a sexy male cop. Mm. Nope. Super tight shorts, the chest open, and a dirty stash. That's just Reno nine one one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm describing. <laughs> essentially, yeah. Um, wait. Last time you dressed up, do you remember? He's Wayne Dracula. from Wayne's World. Oh, there you go. Oh, that's a good one too, yeah. 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 I honestly don't remember what I, like, it's been a long time since I dressed up for Halloween. Yeah. Um, I oh, actually don't year, you didn't dress up last year? No, I, I, I haven't for you. I don't, I don't think I've ever dressed up since I had kids, but you'd think like, oh, you should dress up with your kids and go. But mm -hmm. Yes. Um, You're going door to door don't. asking for food. Yeah. Well, put I'm in not. some effort. I'm not asking. They say there's no limit on uh, trick-or-treating as long as you put in the effort. Oh, maybe I'll give it a so go. As year. an adult, you could go trick or treating. Sure. Okay. Well, Ricky Vaughn then. That's Ricky year. Vaughn. That's happening. Do it. Do it. Um, but we might as well get on to the rest of the show. Staying with the beautiful theme of Halloween, which is uh, two weeks running now. I think last week we did a Halloween-themed one as well. Scary. Spooky. Uh, Spooky. Felt really good, so we did it again. And today <laughs> we're talking about 13 things, because it has to be 13, right? You, you get it, Wade? Like yeah. Scary Why number. we would choose 13? We're 666. Bryce said we should have chose 14 things and not 14. counted 13, because yeah. it's superstition. But uh, 13 tricks or treats... <laughs> that you can use while you're building your deck. This is tricks from the pros. Tricks from the pros? Well, it's tricks from me. Who once was a pro? Who once was a pro? One year. These are like little things that you don't have to necessarily do when you're building deck, but mm -hmm. they make your deck building experience either a little bit quicker, more efficient, or a better finish by doing these things. Mm -hmm. So they're treats. requirements. They're treats. Tricks. Tricks. Tricks that result in treats. Okay. You don't sound impressed with that. Here we go. <laughs> He's like, this anyways, is why we so I got to go back to Saskatoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, did I tell you guys I had to be back at five? <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't sound excited. I, I bet you we've already talked about well, that things, part. So. Sounded like, yeah, that was great. What do you mean? <laughs> Where oh, what do you mean? Uh, number one is sorting your lumber. And uh, what do we mean by that, Wade? You take the two by sixes and you put them in a pile and then you take the two by eights and you put them in a pile. That's not what I meant, but right. that's, no. that's a good one too. No, I think yeah. you're discussing organizing your lumber so that you can tell uh, the, the height of each one of them. So you, you're going to progressively order your lumber so that it does not create a wave effect in your decking. There we go. Thickest to thinnest. Right. Because a two by eight is never... Eight inches. You mean it's not two by eight? Not one time. Why not? It We've told this story before, but do you remember when we were building our first store? Size and then they cut it down. And we had to order some regular lumber before yep. we were ever open. We had to, we ordered it from who was now one of our competitors, but at the time, I don't know why we had to do it. Yeah, it was co-op. It was for the floor joist for the mezzanine floor up top. Did we order those? Did we do mm -hmm. that? Yeah, so he, the delivery driver brings two by 12s, which is what he was supposed to bring. 
That's what we asked for. That's what you asked for. Two but 12. he showed up and he like unstrapped his load and we went out to meet him and like help unload it. And he like, he took a tape measure out there for some reason and measured. He's like, oh shit, I'm sorry, you guys. They gave me the wrong stuff. <laughs> Wade's like, no, no, I think those are the right ones. He's like, no, no, they're supposed to be two by 12s. These are only an inch and a half by like 11 and a quarter. And we're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> he was loading them back like, up when I stopped him. I was yeah. like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm taking them back. They're the wrong size. They're not the wrong size. That's exactly what I want. No, no, they're only 11 and a quarter. They're two by 12s. Yeah. Then I said to Shane, I was like, I think I should send them we back. We should send them back. Yeah. I think I should get them to load those up and send them back. And tell him to light so up funny. whoever loaded that board. <laughs> Go back there and you tell that guy he doesn't know what the hell. Um, we didn't because we were waiting on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's so the, the benefit of doing this, the reason for doing this is because, like you said, lumber, for a variety of reasons, either it's plain inconsistently or it's got different moisture content or whatever, it's cupped to ground in the drying process. They're not consistent from one to the next. So if you don't pay any attention to that and you go build your deck, you may sort by lack of sorting in order they might be like, you know, a thick one and then a thinner one and then a thicker one and a thicker one and then like a normal one and then a thinner one. And what ends up happening, especially with composite decking is the... The composite basically maps itself. You get a big wave. To the waves of the lumber. So an easy way to, to mitigate that is to sort your lumber first and just arrange them from the thickest ones to the thinnest ones. Mm-hmm. Start with your 7 and 3 eighths pile, get down to your 7 and 8 pile, and that way when you put them in order, the, the line is straight. Right, And, and then you could slide a level across it like yeah. everybody does. Yeah, and then it by slides levels across. Yep. So that just avoids a lot of build a planing and like, whatever else. We should build one that's just wonky as all heck and then try and slide a level across and see if we can like... But fine, 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 breaks the vials. It's like... Yeah. yeah. This brought to you by Stabila. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but get like a power fist one and be like, brought to you by yeah. power fist. And then rip it across. <laughs> and like flips and rolls and be like, good enough for me. Throw yeah. the decking on. Yeah. That'll be good by next week. Pour water on it. It all drains off. It like runs off the boards as fast as you could imagine. Be yeah. like, yeah, see? build them straight and flat then the yeah. water doesn't and then go the anywhere. water stays right there yeah so if you just spend five or ten minutes sorting your lumber grading your lumber on the ground before you start putting them up you're going to save yourselves a lot of headaches going through the rest of the deck getting like it'll end up in a better finish so easy enough to do then the wonky ones the ones that are really buggered where they don't really fit anywhere those are your blocking pieces yeah you pull those out you cut them up into your you know your six inch on center blocking or wherever you need small pieces you cut it up or you send them back to your lumber yard and be like these are garbage yep or you get steel framing and then you don't have to do any of this. Mm-hmm. Right. Somebody beat you to the punch on that already. Master decks. Master Damn. Decks. Don't have to grade steel framing. Thought you were so uh, I thought there, it was there. Right? I can't even see uh, it. Right. Uh, number two. Hanging your joist hangers after you put your joists up. Oh, whoa. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me. So a lot That of, doesn't make any sense. A lot, of, um, a lot of DIY or people that aren't deck builders for a living... Or maybe they're even interior guys that work with more consistent lumber or engineered stuff where stuff is consistent would often hang their hangers first. They'd put their, go and put their temporarily, ta- not temporarily, but like tack their joist hangers on first and then come back and drop joists into the hangers. Right. Which isn't that what you're supposed to do? Makes sense. Yeah. But logically for the same reason that we want to sort our lumber because the lumber sizes are different. Mm. You know, the, the way you'd normally do that, you take a little scrap piece of two by eight or two by 10, put it in the hanger hold that up where you want it to be so it's flush with the top of your ledger, put your hanger on. But if the uh, chunk of two by eight you're using as the, as the guide is seven and a quarter inches, and then the piece of you joist go. you got to drop in there, seven and three eighths, now you're proud by an eighth of an inch. 
and then the next one's then you have to plane drop your, by an plane all your joists. Well, it just kind of buggers you. Yeah, you you set all your joists at different heights because you relied on consistency, which doesn't exist in C. Doesn't exist in C. <laughs> you just have to get a sledgehammer. Oh, you uh, just yeah. smash the shit out of it. Just yeah. that top, oh, yeah. like just that, like two inches, where the deck board's gonna meet up with the ledger. Like just that spot, not like yeah, anywhere you just in don't the want middle. The board to rock and <laughs> yeah. just like bang the living snot out of it, and then yeah, moving on. Then the next one, get underneath and bang the living <laughs> snot out of the bottom side, and jack it up, <laughs> bend the hanger, all the shit. <laughs> Pound a wedge in there, but guys, good to go. <laughs> so what? What the pros do is they'll tack their joists in place first with a nailer. Some guys, I've, you know, Dr. Dex uses like a 15-gauge nailer or something like that, so they're really kind of tacked in temporarily. A lot of guys will use a screw or just framing nailer. Just tack it in place, your joist, and then go back afterwards, put your hangers on up underneath tight and put them in place then. Perfect that way it accounts time. for all the lumber inconsistency. Wow. Perfect every time. Now you know. Now you know. So that's a good little tip. That's a wade, that's a wade line. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was waiting for him to say it and he wasn't, so I took it. It's all yours. You can have it. Uh, number first to market with it anyways. <laughs> <laughs> number three is avoiding miter joints with composite decking anyway. Uh, depending on what type of composite you have. Sure, yeah. There's, there's some good argument to be made that you miter. But, um, you know, some a lot of people will just, they'll just miter the joint because that's what you would do with, that's the normal way to do any sort of finish work like that when you're doing some sort of border around something is to miter something. Yeah. Um, the reason for not wanting to do it on a deck with composite anyway is the thermal expansion and contract, contraction can make those miters look pretty Me. naughty after naughty. a long time. Yeah. Spelled yeah. different though. Like it could be nice and then naughty. That's, the, got that's Christmas. That's Christmas stuff. Coming up. <laughs> We're oh, a little maybe early. It's a little <laughs> ahead in the maybe it's a little spooky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Real frightening miters we got going on here. So avoid them. You can just not do miters, which a lot of people do. And the potential solution for still making it look nice would be to either, either to paint the cut ends with a color matched paint, which you can do, yeah. or the, the famous miter fold that's happening now everywhere. Yeah. And the miter fold is where it's you miter fold. Well, instead of mitering two pieces together on a flat plane, you would basically like bevel and fold over the end of the board. So on the backside, you would cut through, let's call it 90% of the way through, like V cut it, might have okay. cut it on the backside, heat that up and fold the grain over so that the, the surface of the uh, board rolls and waterfalls down the edge of the board. And so the end cut or where the end cut was is now a finished edge. Wow. So it takes a bit more precision, a bit more patience to do that. Dabbing with some paint too would be a, like a decent solution too. Right. Depending on what board you're using, right? If you're using just a solid color board and the paint solution, like have at her, no one's ever going to notice. If you're using yep. a board that has a lot of like fine detail to it while well, the paint might be a little bit more obvious, but does anybody put, uh, like do like inlays on the corner, like some sort of like design feature on yeah, the corner? Yeah, there's been a Celtic knot mm-hmm. done on the corner before. Yeah. Because like that, that would solve all of those of miter problems, wouldn't that it? That was 2018's design trend. Yeah. Just in the corners. <laughs> yeah. What do we got here? Quigley Dex says, screw a two by four across the top of the ledger board, push your joist up to it, and bang, bang, away you go. <laughs> all joists are even height. <laughs> Truth. So avoid your miners. I'll end up in a better finish. Maybe not today, but tomorrow. It'll look better. So the avoid that. boy, was it on? What day is today? Thursday. Yeah. Uh, I believe that it was on Tuesday. We had some customers in the Saskatoon location and they were looking at some decking and they wanted to miter the corner. So I had told them to leave it 
slightly apart. You sprayed them in the nose of the water bottle. <laughs> yeah. You don't do that. So uh, I was like, you'll want to maybe leave that open just a little bit, like just a little bit right now. Cause they're going to do it next week or the week after. And I was like, Oh man, it's going to be zero. Yep. And so that's going to expand in the spring. And the, yep. like you, this is one of the things I love about being on the floor is that like I sprinkled a just a mind boggling statement on that guy. When I told him that he, he was not ready. He got weak in the knees. He was just standing there and he's like, his eyes glazed over. And he like <laughs> took a step back from the counter. It's the fact that he wasn't going to put that miter together was not okay. He, yeah. he was like, yeah, but don't you, don't you butt them together? I yeah. Like, not the point you could, but then it's going to like in the summer, it'll expand. And then all those screws Buckle are going to break and, and you're going to be, yeah. Anyways. Mm. So Interesting. did he take your advice or did he walk out thinking like that guy's an idiot? He probably walked out thinking that guy's an idiot. He did not pay for the decking. He was just getting some information. Drove over to the competitor where they wouldn't tell him such. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They told him what he Bullshit. wanted to hear. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You might have those tight, but yeah. put them right up. That's what I thought. Right next to each other. <laughs> that guy over at the deck shop. He's such an idiot. He told me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, See you out there. Number four. This one's very common for DIY. They don't even think to do this. But, and some contractors too, when you're doing a picture frame, install the field boards first, the in, like this, the middle boards first. Mm, why? And then trim the ends off and install your picture frame. Oh. But the default way for a lot of people to do it is they think that they should put the picture frame on first, border everything in, then cut their boards to length. Right. And then drop them into the middle of the picture frame. And that's wrong. Fine. That's the wrong way to do it. That's the wrong way to do it. It's incredibly inefficient and not accurate. Yeah, it does seem like it would take a lot of time. Group of guys in Saskatoon the other day, and they're contractors, and I explained that to them, and they they wouldn't even try it. What really? They did fourteen decks, where they built the box and filled it in. I was like, just on one, just like just Just one one deck, try it. And they're like, nope. You should be like, if it takes you longer, I'll give you fifty. So why were they pushing back on it? This is how we built decks. We build them like this. Yeah, hey, don't let me get in your way. Fine, fine. Have a good one. Because to do it that way, you put your picture frame on, then you take every board individually. Yeah. And you cut it twice. Cut it twice. Yeah, clean off the factory end, then go to the other side and measure down and cut it to. And sometimes the measurement might not be the same. Like maybe you've planned out your picture frame so it is the same measurement all the way down. Fine, you got one measurement. Sometimes it's not. Yeah. Um, like sometimes if you have like, if the deck jogs somewhere or there's a second portion to it, the boards get longer and you got to measure different lengths, whatever. Well, the, if you just put the boards on first and trim them, then you don't have to do any measuring. Mm-hmm. measuring. You just lay all the boards, snap a line, run your skill saw, or track saw. <laughs> or if you're not a hack. <laughs> um, there it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I told the homeowner that same thing as well about, so you're going to leave your miters open and then I think you should do all your deck boards and then put your picture frame on last. Again, as no if dice. I was throwing a third arm out of my chest. <laughs> yeah. He to slap. just shot them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I actually, I, I'm going to follow up with him next week and see if he actually even like, bought how'd that How'd that deck. go? No. If he's going to buy the decking from us. Oh, so okay. what did you pick up from Rona <laughs> after <laughs> yeah. you walked out of the store? Anyways. Well, I think most, most people I've mentioned that to it clicks. They're like, oh yeah, 
never really thought to do it like that, but that would be a lot faster and more accurate. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think a lot of people, sh sh like they might shy away from it because they're worried about their ability to cut a straight line on a skill saw, especially if they're DIY or not as experienced. But um, you should also be concerned about your ability to take a 160 inch measurement and cut a floppy board on your miter saw accurately too. Oh, <laughs> like yeah, you're also right? not going to nail that. Yeah. yeah. Like it's still more accurate. Even if you aren't cutting a perfectly straight line, it's still more accurate to do that way. Yeah. So that's the way to go about it. Um, yep. We're, we got some comments here now. Handy construction field first versus picture frame first is exactly why you'll need a DIY equals piece of shit shirt. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> just, oh. just point at that shirt when amateurs say stupid shit. <laughs> Oh, wowzers. Another track saw comment. And quickly deck says, wait, I guess you ain't getting a track saw sale there. I sure am not. So, yep. So I, yeah, track saw or not like track saws for those who don't know contractors. Are, mm, uh, a lot of con like decking contractors know what they are, but they're basically a, a plunge cut skill saw that rides on a track. So you can't not cut the strike, the line perfectly you straight. Cut straight. You have a machined piece of aluminum. Mm -hmm. That's perfectly straight that the saw rides on. Like, right. It's foolproof. You can put your your like youngest guy in the crew on that, and he's going to cut a straight line. No He'll problem. always cut a straight line. Yeah. The other option, if you don't have it, snap a line or use some sort of straight edge and run your skill saw down it. It will do the same thing, but uh, more no. accurate, more efficient. So why wouldn't will it do the same? Not thing? any dimensional lumber. No, <laughs> no dimensional lumber is straight, so don't use that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I kept these as two separate no, ones no, no. so that we could get oh, to yeah, 13. Okay. Sorry, what do you want? Well, you were going to check the next one on the list. No, no, no. no I'm just like, I was counting. It's number six. Wait, in case you were wondering. Gotcha. That means we're almost halfway there. Uh, number six I put as using SD screws. So mm -hmm. here's the thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of contractors are rolling around with uh, positive placement nailers, joist hanger nailers. And those are just fine. Like those are, they're amazing tools. DIY is not going to own one of those. They're probably going to slam in whatever screw they can find in the garage floor. In Dry the hanger. Screws. Drywall screws. <laughs> probably yeah, what they're going through. But if they want to do it properly, they're faced with two choices. One, hand bang some nails in there. Or use these SD screws. Yep. And I'm telling you, because a lot of stores, it's, they're getting more out there now. But a lot of stores aren't even familiar with the SD screws. They just sell right. you the nails. And like, then you have to learn how to use a hammer. And Which nobody wants to do that. It's painful. Maybe not for you anymore. Yeah, no. You probably always miss. No, you have to hold it with the, you have to hold it with your index finger and oh yeah, and your middle finger. That's how you hold those nails. That's how you hold them. No, there's no chance <laughs> your, you do. With the rest of us use like our grip. opposable thumbs. <laughs> do you actually hold those hanger nails with your thumb? It's been so long since I actually handbag. No, I probably don't. You're right. Like I'm it's just the same making, as when I'm you're, making a thumb joke because yeah. as you're showing me how you do it, there's yeah, a missing digit. It's and the it's same just, as when you shingle a roof. Like nobody actually holds shingle nails with yeah. their thumb because it's like they're so short. You have to oh, you get have into to. a tight space. <laughs> <laughs> Good thing that's not on the camera. Hey, smokes. Holy smokes. Master at deck says my wife left her ex for me because I didn't. He didn't have a track saw. That's right. She's a smart gal. Um, Haney says that's exactly why I always carry two track saws, buddy. <laughs> So, so SD screws, they're amazing. And they, they're super simple to put in. They're, they're much less effort, easier on your joints. You're not swinging a hammer. You just plug it into your drill. You already have on you anyway. And you shoot these little screws in there and they're reversible. If you make a mistake, you pull them back out. And Multiple people on your crew can put them in. You don't have to have two $400 nailers. Yep. yep. You already have the drills. They're pretty slick. Good My little trick of the My favorite thing about SD screws is when they all come back. 
you send out a death package. And <laughs> that was part of the scary episode. episode. <laughs> yeah. It's just so good. Right? We did 13 so, scary things that yeah. people do, yeah, yeah, and that yeah. was one of them. That yeah. was actually what inspired the whole episode is people returning all the shit that you were supposed to build yeah. your deck with. Yeah. Well, I had I had one yesterday when someone came back with a bunch of Q-Tech uh, tents. They had five gallons of tents. <laughs> this is the guy right here. And I, I was, was like, downstairs. I was just. His name was Joel. Hell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joel. I was, Joel. I was just downstairs. Inside joke here. <laughs> I was just downstairs, and there were five, seven. There was seven little tints of ashwood. Yeah. Tint on the counter, and I yelled at Dale and Fraser because. I was like, your guys' inventory is wrong. And this is like, I can't, we can't have this. Because earlier in the week, I looked up the inventory. We had negative one, which I had sold. Right. You had zero. I yep. was going to transfer them, but I couldn't. So then I paid $40 to get them couriered out of Ontario to us oh, yeah. for this week. And I walk in today, look at the store, and you guys have seven of them on the counter. I returned five yesterday. Right. So the inventory, <laughs> the inventory was still wrong. But I the inventory was, like, was wrong. How is this? How is it that you have these right here? And so then I was like, you guys need to fix your inventory. We like, if this happened in Saskatoon, we would immediately have somebody count all tints for QTech, and it would be solved now because. Shane and I are getting to the point where it's like, we have to trust that number. We have to be able to trust we the inventory to. number. Yeah. And so I didn't even call. It said zero and I didn't call. I just ordered. Anyways, expensive. Yeah. So, so that's we were doing the some digging. Joke on that. And I was like, well, how is this possible? So I went and looked it up and I was like, you're full of shit. It says we have five. It's like, <laughs> nope. Well, yesterday it didn't. I was like, well, that's not possible. How? And so I look in the history of things and it's like, well, five were added by refund yesterday into the inventory history. Yeah. Well, let's yeah. dig into this a bit. Open it up. There's a customer who's like, I think this is legit. I think somebody returned <laughs> five Ashford tints yesterday. But Dale we never, and the then it was the end of it until you just said yeah. it. it was Dale like, knew the guy. <laughs> yeah, Dale was go. like, well, I sold him a five gallon pail. How did he not use any of those tints? Yep. Here we are. She huh. didn't want them. Mm. Okay. It's a covered deck. <laughs> mm. And I told her too, when she tried to, okay. tried to return them, I was like, all good. Did you need these? Cause there's no UV protection. If you don't put these in there. And they're like, well, we like the way the natural look. Perfect. And it's covered. See and I was like, year. well, you're okay then. If it's covered, for sure. Uh, what do we got here? Quickly Dex says, a track saw, this is a good analogy. A track saw to a deck builder is like a rice cooker to a restaurant owner. The restaurant owner can have the new hire cook a perfect pot of rice. There you go. We're going to call them rice cutters now. <laughs> right. Eh? Uh, that sounds a little... Dangerous. Yeah. I wouldn't do that. I was uh, going to say. <laughs> Maybe behind closed doors. You're, you're bordering on PC there. Yeah. Uh, Deck Protect Incorporated says, have lost almost every nail on my hand doing hangers. Positive placement all the way. Yeah. Finger nails. He finger means nails. fingernails. Yeah, he doesn't mean dropping nails. He means dropping fingernails. Uh, are you guys doing double tints? Nope. Uh, the odd time, but not very often. People usually use the one-to-one -one ratio. That sounds like drugs. You guys doing double tints tonight? Double tins? You bet. I'm probably, probably do a triple myself. <laughs> Shit to do tonight. <laughs> uh, number seven along a similar theme is using RSS screws or structural leg screws, we'll call them, with the cutters. Like a GRK, like a U2 screw, like a... Ledger, Ledger lock, lock, like a Simpson, what do they call theirs? SDW. SDW, like leg screws. So this is opposed, and these are becoming fairly 
well known. Like there's not many contractors that are still using the old leg screws, but people that don't know that maybe just like Google how to build a deck might find an article that still references using leg bolts or something. Mm-hmm. That's wrong. And the old way of doing it was pre-drilling through your ledger and into your house and then like ratcheting a leg bolt in. That's old news, bro. Yeah. You don't need to be pre-drilling nothing. Right. You, you don't need to put a ledger on. Thing. <laughs> just return that. Yeah, just, just return little, it all. This just was an little. extra board I had. I just put my hanger right onto the wall. PL mm. premium and some time. That's all you need. <laughs> some time. So the structural, these structural leg screws, whatever you want to call them, are amazing. They're one of the best innovations in construction fastening in a long time. You don't have to pre-drill nothing, no matter where you're putting those things, and they just drive in super fast, super strong. Nice. Super What's a better tight. invention, the spiker or those screws? Like an air nailer? Uh, yeah, you got to give it to the air nailer. Okay. You don't sound convinced, don't you? I don't think so. I think like houses were a little bit stronger back in the day when they were hand nailed. But just from a sheer efficiency standpoint, I mean. But yeah, I didn't. Like ask the time about, I didn't ask about efficiency. I just said which one's better between the two. So. Your you weighted it based on efficiency. Yeah, I thought so that's where you were going. Like, you were weighting it was on what? A, nothing. Finish quality no, or like just a, strength. Overall, like you would take the efficiency so, over the strength. I think it depends why, on who you're talking why to. Why is a hand nail like why is if you're talking to a house framer, he's gonna take the air nailer. And for some reason that's yeah. where my head went right away. I was like, Well, for those guys. Like, yeah. Like yeah. it was just a question. Yeah. Why is slamming a nail in with your pure brute strength better than you just answered your own question. <laughs> but why how is that better Bill, than this you, house with my bare hands? Because <laughs> you know that it held. Oh, okay. Like when you hit a nail and you drive a nail into something and it makes solid contact, you'll know if it has good contact. Mm. And if you're pounding nails into a ledger and you're just nailing it into plywood. Just shooting air. You know what I mean? It's like it bounces off. Right. Yeah. Fair enough. You can tell there's no contact on the backside of that nail. It's like, oh yeah, that didn't hold. Yeah. Yeah. If you had to hand nail your ledger onto your house, you would know how many of the nails you pounded into that ledger missed. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, I guess if I was if I was still building decks, if you asked me, you've got to give up one thing. Yeah, give up those structural you give screws. Give up your structural screws, go back to legs, or you give up your spiker. Your spiker. You'd give up the spiker. I think I probably would. Because yeah. you'd run the structural like, screws. Use that and shit you, on everything. Those GRKs, <laughs> I'd use that shit on everything. And then you'd use then your drill to screw the deck together. Like railing post mounting and all that crap too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, fine. You win this round, oh Wade. <laughs> <laughs> TC decks, if you or if you're a framer, you just hammer the big five eighths leg bolt with your hammer. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Bam! <laughs> Gonna have to get the, the what is the new hammer? The Martinez. I'll have to get sure. the Martinez for this one. Yeah. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> uh, this one I never did myself personally, but I've seen people do it. I've seen people recommend it, and I believe that it would result in a better finish. The idea of on your picture frame boards, on your seam boards especially, or your zipper board, whatever you want to call it, is ripping off the radius edge on them. So many boards will have a radius edge. Mm-hmm. They all pretty much do, but it's just how much of it is it kind of softened. Um, rip them off so you get a, a sharp 90 degree corner in there so that your cut ends for your fields boards that are already 90 degree corners, they just mat, like they match up perfectly. You don't, there's no lip there anymore. Right. And it's kind of a slick way to do it. Um, alternatively, you could round over the ends of your field boards. Because the, the trouble that we're trying to solve here is that when you've got a, something that was cut with your track saw, it, it does leave a bit of a sharp corner on those boards. And then your seam board, which will have some sort of finished radius edge on it, those things line up, but it creates a bit of a lip that mm. can be kicked and chipped and 
whatever Heard tripped on, on maybe so it's nice to be able to kind of minimize right. that lip there and there's two ways to do it you rip off the radius edge so that they meet on a level plane both 90 degree corners meeting or you soften that edge well from a pure efficiency it'd be better to do the first one right to rip the edges off the board mm, depend, like off one so you don't want to radius edge the the field boards too much either because the cap stock on these boards nowadays is not very thick. You can't give it much of a radius edge. Yeah. But to just hit it with your sander and soften the edge, that's a that would be the yeah, okay. easiest way to go about maybe tackling yeah, I certainly bit, wouldn't rip a... Like, to me, this sounds like a conversation for wood. I definitely would not be ripping composite. Sure, yeah. There's not like that. I've seen some, some pictures of guys who have done it, though, and it does look cleaner because they've taken that little softened edge off so that they both meet and make it looks pretty good, so... This is the master. Like I said, I've never done it myself, but yeah. painting construction, why are you talking about driving any nails into the ledger? Yeah, we're, we're referring to the framers that had built the house that put the ledger there. Certainly not us doing it. Yeah, that's how most ledgers are initially installed in this city, it seems. Uh, master decks, don't rip the edge off. Take a rasp to the field decking and install the breaker board, uh, blocking a 30-second tie. Yeah, so that's... The other option we we're talking about a rasp or whatever you want to take to soften that edge of the field boards just enough so it's Great not sharp idea right? so and the breaker board a little bit higher that's good is it yeah uh good call. number oh 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 that was eight number nine on a lot of jobs if you plan your stuff out well you can minimize the amount of waste you have but sometimes it just works out that you're gonna have a little bit of waste some cutoffs from your decking stuff is Right. Three, four, five, six bucks linear foot. If you have some scrap, find a use for it. Uh, if we're doing it, if we sell somebody a deck that's say 14 feet, where it's like 12s ain't going to work, 16s are really long, um, we suggest to people, because once you put that picture frame on too, you've probably got like two, two and a half feet of waste almost. Right. Yeah. Cut that up and use it for fascia detail. Sometimes people will use little vertical pieces of board around the outside edge of their deck instead, and they save all the money on the fascia. All of a sudden, your waste becomes a way to save money. Nice. Or take that and use it for box planners or little garden accessories or whatever. Things you can kind of build. Just don't throw that shit in the garbage. Like two and a half feet is like a $10 worth of board or more, potentially, that you're throwing away. And it can still be used. But if you decide to build planter boxes... Remember to allocate two and a half months for that because that's about how long it takes. It might be more efficient to just throw it in the garbage. (laughs) Built the 400 square foot deck in a week. Uh, Three planter boxes, four months. They were ready for next year. But the real benefit sometimes is just like if you're looking for cost savings is the fascia. You're going to spend, you know, an average, I shouldn't say an average deck, but even even a small average deck would need like four pieces of fascia. Around the outside, that's four hundred bucks, five hundred mm-hmm. bucks. If you've got some cutoffs that you can use for that purpose, you've just saved yourself four or five hundred bucks. And it's like, it's a different look, but it doesn't. It still looks good. Which you could put into lighting, Ooh. right? There you go. It's not free money. I want it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Master Dex says thanks for the tips, Qu- uh, Quigley. The Scottish are good for something after all. Ooh, uh, a little internal fighting going on. Wow, fired up in there today. Yeah. Number Scott's, 10. Scott's in. That's good. Number 10 is another use for those cutoffs, potentially. The old fascia corners. The old fascia corners. <laughs> the old fascia corners. The old corners. fascia corners. <laughs> you know what we're talking about here. This is something I used to do because it a, it's a really good thing to do. Even if you don't have waste, it's like I would almost buy an extra board to be able to do this. And 
what we're talking about here is instead of mitering your fascia at the corners where you change direction, uh, because that's going to open up. Fascia is very unstable thermally. Uh, that's going to open up. It's not even that easy to get those things to line like up sometimes. emotionally. <laughs> Wade's emotionally <laughs> unstable. <laughs> Don't miter Wade. <laughs> At least the fascia is not hollow inside. Oh. Ooh. Oh. This is true. <laughs> uh, those fascia corners, sometimes when you're trying to line those up to begin with, the, the stock you're it's using awful. is not even flat, right? Like, right. I don't want to name names, but there's some some manufacturers of fascia that pretty tough to get those miters to line up to begin with. Yeah. But even if you manage to do it, it ain't going to stay that way. They're going to open, they're going to pop, they're going to do whatever they're going to do. How you can hide those joints really nicely is to use scrap pieces of full one-inch thick decking, run them vertically on the corners and create a 90 degree. And if you want to get really fancy with it, wrap it out a little slot in behind that you can slide the fascia in behind it. That way when the fascia does expand and contract, you never see it. It's right. all hidden behind this little lap joint. It's clean as shit. Yeah. Looks real good. Greatest. Clean as shit. That's that's not a thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you never had a clean shit? <laughs> oh, you're missing out, Bryce. Some of the kids call them ghosts, actually. Is that what they call <laughs> them? Like, seriously, that can change the trajectory of my day when that happens. Right. You're like, you drop one. You know, Doesn't even splash. Wipe, and you're like, what? <laughs> what is it? And then you take another piece of toilet paper just to be sure. You're like, oh, my goodness. This is going to be a good day. <laughs> Um, I used to do it by mitering those two pieces together. What the guys are doing nowadays in the last couple of years here is miter folding those things, heat folding the Absolutely the miter fold so everything you can. Why not? Right? So they're doing the same thing we talked about before. They're okay, yeah. V-notching the back 90% of the way through, heating it up, folding it, gluing it. Creates a nice seamless corner on the edge of the deck. It looks great. And even in the middle, it doesn't have to be just in the corners either, where you butt two pieces of fascia together in the middle of the deck. It's nice to put a little detail, line it up to your railing post so it looks all symmetrical and looks yeah. good. Whoa, and how do you know your where your railing posts are going to be? <laughs> Planning is everything. Oh, I see. Planning is everything. Yeah, right, right, right. You still can't get here on time. <laughs> <laughs> no planning. Yep. Uh, oh, boy. Whoa, we're getting some people. Wow, what is going on here? Fight in uh, the comments? No, fight. Scott Kelly is excited that you're here again, Wade. I know. Did you see that picture of him and his son? Yes. Scott's all like clean shaven. Like, oh, no, yeah. I didn't see the one with him together. Yeah. I'll have to check that out. The young man holding a dog. <laughs> He's like, his face is all shaved. His head's all shaved. He's he took inspiration from me. Must have. Yeah. Um, Here's some good bit of information. We'll just say it aloud. Haney Construction says, not relevant to this podcast, but for any pro on this live feed, DeWalt track saws can use Makita and Festool tracks as well as DeWalt tracks. So you can use their accessories and attachments as well. Right, and those guys were chat. They were chatting. Quigley was talking about a Makita router fitting into the Makita track saw. I see. I knew that Makita and Festival were interchangeable. I didn't know that Dewalt could also do it. So there you go. That's right. good. Uh, TC Deck says he builds cornhole games with his scraps. Oh, That's yeah. a good idea too. Yep. Yeah, it's a little good, bit longer pieces. Why not? Don't do it with decorators, or the bean bags won't slide. The <laughs> <laughs> <A little> cornholio. <laughs> um. Ba, ba, ba. Carly can confirm Wade's stability issues. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Rabbiting is legit, says Scott. Um, Majestic is pissed that we gave that away. <laughs> F, that was a secret of ours. Now it's all out there. Um, Haney Construction, Shane is teaching the kids how to hide joints. <laughs> ah, the good old days. <laughs> that was punny. Really that's a good one. Uh, what are we saying here? Okay. Are we caught up? There's Haney thinking that Quigley is a Kiwi. 
Aussie, New Zealand guy again. Hey, yo. Not true. Uh, number 11. Well, why? Oh. <laughs> Whoa. I surprised myself with number 11. <laughs> Snuck up Who on Who wrote that list? <laughs> yeah, you'd think. My so, alter ego. So while we're on the topic of, of fascia details in the corners and whatnot, sometimes it just makes more sense to use fascia boards at, uh, sorry, deck boards as your fascia, not vertical scraps. Horizontally with two rows of, of decking can give you, can, can give you a better finish in two ways, three ways, four ways. I was like, Whoa. <laughs> This is like <laughs> you do those. I'll find a fifth way. Let's Go just ahead. skip this and like just trust me. Now. Here's so, the five ways we use. What? <laughs> number New one, list. I'm gonna forget the four that I thought of, but getting through this list. But number one is that you can use Cortex plugs with your deck boards, and you can't with most fascias. Oh, Some so of the fascias have it. it. You can hide your screws better. Hide your screws instead of using exposed colored screws on your fascia. You use you get to use plugs now, even on your fascia boards because they're deck boards. So that's a really nice thing. Number two, they are. It's more stable. It's a thicker stock, so it doesn't like wave on you in the heat as much right or oil can or whatever you want to call it so it it's more stable that way three it's available in longer dimensions mm. fascia is only available in 12 feet no matter who you're oh, buying yeah, it from you can get a 20 foot piece deck boards you can go 12 16 20 so if your deck's 16 feet wide you can do it in a single piece no seam whereas fascia you couldn't do that and number four i've forgotten <laughs> number four was um you cheaper forget. oh yeah it's often cheaper yeah so you take a board, like, for example, Fiber on Good Life, let's say, that we're selling for three bucks a linear foot. So two rows of that is six bucks a linear foot. The fascia board from Fiber on that line is like 11 bucks a linear foot. Mm-hmm. So you're literally almost half the cost to use something that looks better anyway. And is better, technically. Yeah. Like, so what are we doing here? Why we are we even selling Discontinue fascia. fascia. Let's we start should, a movement. We should order. No more fascia. We should order accordingly. <laughs> right? Yeah, like I, I, I feel like start we have a lot people. of fascia. Yeah, we should probably start pushing people that way and be like, don't use it. It costs more. It doesn't look as good. Like you have to be able to, you have to like the two rows layer. Of, I think it looks fine. I think it actually sometimes looks better. Sometimes a big 12 inch piece of fascia looks like just a big flat, undetailed you surface. remember when someone came to us with a like wide plank decking? That would be perfect for that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you could certainly use that for that as well. Like right. the wide plank stuff, the yeah. nine and a quarters or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Um, USMC says, why not eliminate fascia and have no waste? Yeah. That's what I said. That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds simple, but... On a steel frame decking, you don't even need fascia. That's Precision Construction says plugged. <laughs> yeah, USMC. Plugged decking as fascia is best is the best look there is. Except maybe for Fortress Black. Ooh. Yeah. So the other problem with doing regular fascia is the screw pattern on that that they want you to do is obnoxious. And the screws they want you to use are obnoxious, right? Yeah. If you use the fascia screws, they got a big dime-sized head on them. They're, like, they're kind of gaudy-looking to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, yeah, yeah, and we'd like you to have three of those every 12 inches. Like, you're just peppering the right. board with these screws. Like, it's not a good look. So avoid it. Uh, what else we got? That's it. So number okay. twelve, down with fascia. Do you have any? Uh, you just. <laughs> do you have anything to add to that? I, don't know, I actually kind of feel bad for fascia now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hashtag exactly. discontinue fascia. Sort of lit that thing up. Was... Yeah. Fibron's been trying to get rid of it the last couple of years. They stopped making it in the fall. <laughs> <laughs> 
Maybe they're just hoping that'll catch on. Hey, go, hear me out, guys. Hear me out. If we just stop making it for a few months, you think people will just kind of move on and we won't have to bring them back? George Bush? <laughs> Whoever. Yeah. It's for sure happening in the States. George That's Reich, what you know. Obama had a baby and he works for Fibron. <laughs> <laughs> Number 12. Did you know Wade? Yep. I've known a few of them. <laughs> how, would you get a, how would you get a small scratch out of your deck? With a heater. Oh. I'd put oh, a bigger. You just put a fire pit on your deck. I put a bigger what? one beside it. <laughs> <laughs> well, they won't notice this one anymore. No, but a lot of decking, especially PVC decking, but composite to a certain extent as well. Minor nicks and bruises, like little scratches, can be removed with a heat gun. Do you have any suggestion on how to remove uh, forklift damage on the side? <laughs> yeah, that's going to take <laughs> like a large a couple of those. Yeah, that's going to happening. Yeah, that's going to take just, a big torpedo heater and a lot of time. Cover it with a mat. You sell the, yeah. you sell the rug, right. the yeah. outdoor rug. Hit it with a bigger forklift somewhere else. <laughs> I don't know. Have you tried dragging it to site so they don't notice how banged up the side is? That's yeah. right. Yeah. So the <laughs> the minor scrapes that your deck can have, like, it's crazy, but they can be healed sometimes by wafting a heat gun over it. Now, you want to be careful because some of those heat guns will put out enough heat that you'll gloss up the surface of the decking and potentially damage the decking if you get too mm -hmm. hot. But you just kind of waft back and forth over it, and eventually the plastic, the memory in the plastic will kind of release, and the scratch that was caused by the texture kind of laying down will stand back up, and all of a sudden the scratch is gone. Or even minor dents, as long as it hasn't cracked the surface of the yeah. cap. This is a PVC trick. It just expands when it heats right. up, right? So it expands and fills up its old, its little uh, hole. Hole. <laughs> cap, Impression. scratch. So it, like, it's a good little trick. Yeah, A lot of contractors know it. It's like, ah, somebody... Guy got a rock in his boots, puts a little scrap in it, or scratch in it. It's like, heat gun, away it goes. Yep. Number, what do you think number 13 is, Wade? I don't know. Well, we're not leaving here until you guess it. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have a hint? Yeah, what's the best trick in the book? Uh, oh, I don't know that I should read this here. Take a deposit. The is that the Haney, best trick in the book? Haney Construction. <laughs> I don't know. I think so. If you get a deposit, then you're you're probably not going to lose any money. That's so. true. What does Majestic Outdoors mean when he says cut out the rents and use it for fascia? Dense. Dense. The dense. Cut out the dense and then use those pieces for the fascia. Yeah, I cut out the. Parents. I was like, it's got to be a typo, but I don't know. Why. Couldn't put it together. Haney Construction says our presidents only suck because we don't have a prime minister. Unrelated. <laughs> how's your guy, Canadians? <laughs> get Wade going here. No. I don't, I've lost interest in the politics. Yeah. Carly says the way you hide a forklift damage is to drop that beaver tail on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, number 13 is to cut your own plugs. So this is a good little trick because Cortex slash pro plugs are not cheap sometimes. And sometimes you can only buy them as kits. You can't get just the plugs yeah. and you might run short on a job by three or four plugs. And then you got to go buy a, kit of 224 of them with screws and it costs you 150 bucks you're like god yeah youch or maybe you have some scenario where you've had to put in a little bit bigger of a screw somewhere to accomplish something and it's like the plugs don't come that big well you can cut your own plugs it's not it's not um it's not magic you just buy a plug cutter and then you cut your own plugs so there's a little bit of magic involved in it there's a little bit of tricking to get to the treat but the well like, done. Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Waited all day for that. <laughs> Finally. But if you take a scrap. Satisfied chain. Right? Oh. 
If you take a scrap piece of decking, you can cut some plugs out of that by just grabbing a tapered plug cutter, quarter inches of size, if you're using like a pro plug or a Cortex system. Uh, flip that. How I used to do is you f- rip your decking down to a quarter inch uh, thick because that's the depth of those plugs that come in the kit. Face down on a drill press, put the pl- tapered plug cutter in, plunge in, and you can cut your own plugs. It's In my experience, wasn't ever quite as perfectly clean as the factory plugs, but it was close enough. It was... You get a really good finish on them if you're careful enough. Mm-hmm. So you need three or four more. It's worth doing that rather than spending the 150 bucks. No problem. I right. would never suggest anybody that they make their own plugs for an entire deck because some guys are like, well, I'm going to do this. I got scrap around. I got, Yeah, but by the time you stick some guy and pl- cutting plugs for three hours, like what are you really saving at that point? Yeah. But because they also don't fit as nice and like they're a little bit more finicky. But anyways, in a pinch, it works just fine to cut them. Yeah. There was one time on a curved deck I had to use a bigger like a GRK into a fascia board to get it to suck in on the inside curve because it popped on us. And I went and cut a, I can't remember what it was, a three-eighths inch plug or maybe even a half inch plug and plugged it afterwards. And yeah, yeah gone. Mm. So couldn't even see it, Wade. I'm telling you. It wasn't gone. <laughs> but it was less obvious than looking It was less obvious <laughs> than a half inch gold <laughs> screw head. That's for sure. Uh, deck protect cutting plugs. That's fun. Great drill press, great drill press and beer job. Yeah. You can polish off a few while you're sitting there cutting plugs. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So what do you think? Is there a 14th today that you, as we went through this list, we're thinking of? Nope. Good then. I feel like that was pretty good. Well, thank you. A quite yeah, extensive good. list. Kudos to Bryce for uh, popping this idea into my head here today. And it was just like, started rolling with it. And it was like, bang, 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 bang. Oh, 13. Perfect. We'll end it here then. So. Good. Anyways, hope you all enjoy your Halloween evening tomorrow night. Happy Halloween. If you're listening to this podcast, hopefully you're all dressed up as sexy bananas because that's sweet. And Sexy Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that too. That would be. (laughs) I actually want pictures. I hope somebody dresses up as that. Just what his daughter looks like, isn't it? <laughs> That's what somebody Brooke. said. Brooke. <laughs> Take it easy, everybody. Listening to the ultimate deck podcast. Now you know what we're about. Check the site, come and shop. UltimateDeckShop.com. Hit us right away for sponsorships. So tell us if you want to collaborate. Let's go. Check us out on any social networks. Thank you for listening.